Jeff. <laughs> hey, Cricket. Is this the thing where you just say, hey, Jeff, and then you say, "What? how's it going? Yeah, every okay. fucking time. Okay. It's, I, where it's a new style. I like it. Yeah, Consistent. I feel like, you know, that whole time sickness that I had, not all the way out of my system. Yeah, do you feel, you seem like you're, oh, yeah, well, you seem a little bit more chipper. Oh, very much no so. But no less demented, so. I, you know what, I... All the poisons in my body finally ran their course. I feel hmm. great. I feel a hundred years younger. Wow. For you, that's like about one year younger. Yeah. Cool. I, I one back a year of my life. Maybe like a month. So uh, welcome to Everything's Great, Nothing is Wrong. With your favorite hosts, Jeff and Cricket. But today, more favorite, Thomas and Ashima. Forever now. Forever now. Thomas the Tank Engine Tank Engine Romance Forever Now Thomas the Tank Engine Tank Engine Time Where are we? Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you because it's so great. <laughs> okay. Um, Berg's eyebrows rose admirably. Should we like do a little quick intro? Yeah, we're yeah. we're right now in Barrow Medical Hospital for trains, mm-hmm. and we're here with doctors Berg and Carson, who hey. are filling in. Hello. <laughs> we're we're uh, also joined by Sir Topham. Yo. <laughs> Yes, yes, Sir Topham is in the house. We really yeah. do have the whole crew here. It's a it's a dialogue heavy scene. Yeah, it's kind of um, impressive. In the observation room, which is the tracks where the trains are, are a comatose Thomas and a um, kind of sleeping Ashima, and then um, joining us here in the doctor's room are Sir Topham, Doctors Berg and Carson, and. Just so everyone's aware, yeah, Berg's eyebrows just rose admirably. Very, oh, top five star admirable. Yeah, like rise. if he was an eyebrow model, which that that's a thing, he would have uh, gotten a gold star, yeah. gold medal. But, yeah. Um, and so Dr. Berg and Carson have just revealed the obvious destined nature of Thomas and Ashima's love to Sir Topham, who is astonished and shocked. He never thought it was possible. And and why would he? Exactly. So this is Forever Now, Edge of Destiny. Chapter 6. Chapter 7. Chapter 7, part 2 or 3. Maybe we did another part. Maybe we split up the last one. I don't know. Let's just say part 2. I think it's it's part toot toot. (laughs) There it is. Yep. Part toot toot. Berg's eyebrows rose admirably. Because they're blessed. They've been given a gift for whatever reason they've been chosen. You said yourself that Thomas has always been different. This doesn't surprise me. And now the picture of his destiny is beginning to complete itself, isn't it? His humanity shines through. He feels deeply. He cares deeply. He's very primed for tying the knot with another soul. But you know him better than we do. If he were to fall in love, would his object of affection become the center of which his entire existence revolved around? Sir Topham's eyebrows also rose. He How did well note- do they rise? 
Mm, you know. Less admirable. Notably. Just okay. notably. Oh, poor. Okay. Sir Topham's eyebrows also rose admirably. No, no, notably. <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. Sorry. Sir Topham's eyebrows also rose notably. He did know Thomas, and there was no question. Yes, they would. He was unable to keep... <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It always takes me a couple days to get into Sir Topham. I know, but you got it now. Yep. <laughs> he was unable to keep the wistful tone out of his voice as he turned once more to look out at them, gazing out the glass. He always has been so different from the rest, and just understands what everything is all about and what is most important in life. Most humans I've known don't give humanity as positive a light as he does. Dr. Berg couldn't help but smile. I myself don't know much about it, and I can't say I ever will, but my guess is he may end up needing you now more than ever. A father figure of sorts. He is going to need someone to confide in and to ask questions, if you know what I mean. Sir Topham laughed nervously. (laughs) I'm probably not going to be the best option for that, but we'll see how things play out. Oh, I've never been very forward about such things. Perhaps he'll just magically figure it out. Sorry. This fucker, Sir Topham, is a world traveler. It's true. He's also from New Zealand, original. Yeah, well. I like it. Dr. Berg chuckled. (laughs) It's too bad. What he could really use is an older brother. They're good for setting their siblings on the right path at times like this. But he is his own being, so maybe you will luck out to a degree. Where he needs us to supply the fuel source for him, and he strives to do the best he can to accomplish what is asked of him, he acts and functions completely independent from us. He makes his own choices. He has his own personality and interests, which happen to revolve around her now. Oh, which happen to revolve around her now. (laughs) stupid this it's whole thing great is so... it's so fucking bad yeah he smiled he found himself <laughs> growing fonder of thomas by the moment wow there was a pause as sir topham thought about it so what exactly could happen well that's where our knowledge ends they don't reproduce so that's eliminating some pretty obvious things right there yes that is warm a bit confused you just eliminated everything Dr. Berg grinned sardonically as he eyed him. Oh, you think so? Sir Topham's gaze shifted to the side. Well, well, yes. Dr. Berg chuckled slightly. (laughs) Well, I'm going to try and keep this scientific yet real tame, Sir Topham. (sighs) But I would argue sex doesn't have to be love. And love doesn't have to be strictly reproductive. And we know that if A is to B and B is to C, then A is also to C. <laughs> Therefore, sex doesn't have to be strictly reproductive either. <laughs> Sorry, this revelation that I think Tank Engine thinks she's making is second nature. Therefore, sex doesn't have to be strictly reproductive either. He finished carefully. 
Topham's eyebrows rose as his hand came up to the bridge of his nose. Did I really just hear you imply sex? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I'm a little surprised to hear you use that word so freely myself. And you put it into an equational form. Just think about it. Dr. Berg smiled. Sir Topham shook his head and gestured into the air. So what the hell would it be? Engine sex? Dr. Berg's eyebrows rose in surprise at his outburst. I don't know. I'm not an engine. (laughs) (laughs) But they're going to have the drive to do something. I don't know what you'd call it, but knowing their level of intelligence, which we've established is very low, it would probably fall somewhere within the realm of fucking epic in my book. He sunk heavily down into the chair next to the desk. It was all just a little too much to try and wrap his mind around. You have to remember, Sir Topham. There is no innate or carnal urge driving them to act for the sake of keeping their species alive. Probably the reason we don't ever see this happening among their kind. The very foundation of it would be so... innocent and selfless. Dr. Carson squinted in concentration. They would be going against the very grain of everything that they know to be normal. But that right there makes anything that does transpire so very incredible. They don't have to care, so therefore, why would they? It's just not normally part of who they are. They're not wired that way. Yes, that part I'm well aware of. But if you get the two that do care... Dr. Carson looked out the window. Well... Then anything that does happen between them is an act of pure, unadulterated love. Unadulterated adultery. Yes, exactly. And that, Sir Topham, is something we as humans can't even begin to understand. Their drive would be solely for completion with the other. And that drive has to be a characteristic of their very core, the soul. This means that their love is completely incorruptible. Oh my! (laughs) How could I miss this? Topham put his head in his hands. Dr. Berg began cautiously. He didn't want to give anything away about his talk with Ashima, but knowing that he had told her it would probably reveal itself, decided to back the topic completely into a dead-ended corner. Or also known as a dead end. Yes. Or a corner. (laughs) One or the other. You gotta pick one. A dead end. end Nowhere to go. Corner of the... I'm going to be bold. I'm going to lay all my cards on the table and say that I personally believe they have it figured out already. Dr. Berg boldly took another drink of his coffee. Very bold. You can tell by watching them interact, there is an unmistakable intimacy in their comfort level with each other. I mean, look at them. Have you ever seen two engines even remotely like that? I'm no fool. I can tell these two have been together already. There was a pause as Sir Topham stared blankly, trying to process everything that they had just bombarded him with. Dr. Berg continued quickly in another direction. Where is she from? She isn't from Sodor, that much I'm certain of. 
Is she actually native Indian? Is he racist that's now? That's a new, yeah, that's a new term. Ugh. Yes, she's from India. She was just here for the Great Railway Show last week. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, what was her competition? Best decorated? No, shunting. Shunting? Dr. Berg almost spilled his coffee. He couldn't keep the grin from spreading across his face. Yes, shunting. Sir Topham finished, eyeing the two doctors. Dr. Burke smirked. Well, isn't that convenient? All right, let's pause. It's been so long, okay. and this oh, is yeah. so p- tough. Why, why, why would they be know. surprised? I have no fucking clue. Is it like a gendered thing where like she's supposed to be like a... A pretty? Uh, like a... Yeah, like a, just a Miss America train or whatever. Like Yeah, like she's just the, the decoration train, and... I mean, even Thomas is, like, made fun of for being the tiny train. He's, yeah. like, supposed to shunt. Is it like, girls can't shunt? I guess so. Hmm. I'm just very surprised and confused. Wow. All right. We got this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, uh... No, I, I was also confused. Okay. Good. And I, I don't know why they both had to be, like, shunting! Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah. Calm down. I thought that Dr. Carson was more open-minded than that. One would think he's, he's into all sorts of things. All right. Isn't that the event that made all the papers? For the first time ever, there were two winners in an international event. Yes. In fact, she was one of them. Dr. Berg smiled appreciatively. Ah, good boy, Thomas. He's my kind of engine. Goes for the best of the best. Sir Topham smirked knowingly. So she must have been the one with the blocked track. Because I'm positive they referred to the one who conceded as a he. Dr. Berg stopped in his thought, noticing the look on Sir Topham's face. His eyes widened. No. Sir Topham crossed his arms and waited, raising an eyebrow. He gaped. (gasps) Admirably. Are these the two winners? Why the? Why would why this would, be anything? Why is this important? This is not. How, if it was important, wouldn't they already know? Yeah, if it's pay- like they <laughs> yeah. won the Super Bowl, I don't know how important shunting. <laughs> How's games the Great are? Railway Race? It must be the most important event of the nation. Also, they read there's two winners, but didn't see who the winners were. Right? That's like being like team wins Super Bowl. You're like, got him, nailed it, great job, <laughs> perfect. One of A the plus. teams won. Yes, I'm so happy. Awesome. Someone won. That's such a bad article. <laughs> the article is. says. Thomas and Ashima first place is what the headline has got to be of the Sodor Se- Times. Separate follow-up sequel is um, just reading articles from the Sodor Times. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yes, absolutely. That's brilliant. Wait, we should read the, um, what is it? The personals ads? Um, you know. Yeah, like misconnections type thing. Yeah. Like in the newspaper. Personals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're called personals. Yeah. I saw you shunting the other day, number three. Like, you know, just weird, creepy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, they all start having feelings. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. <laughs> yes, that'll be, that'll be, it's perfect. Perfect. Cool. He gaped. Are these the two winners? Sir Topham nodded slowly, quite proud inside. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, let me get this straight. <laughs> he takes a derailed flatbed for her. Conceding first place in an Olympic level international Olympic event. level? And they don't and know you who won? Still don't know how he felt about her? 
Did you think anything romantic about the two winners when you read the papers? Sir Topham asked incredulously, gesturing wide as he stood from his seated position. Dr. Carson's brow rose. No! Inconsequentially. (laughs) (laughs) Almost imperceptibly. There is so much more brow rising in this story than I've ever read about. Ever in my life. 42 pages of eyebrows rising. But Rear Admiral Burr's got them all beat. Exactly. (laughs) No, I guess you're right. You just don't tend to look at them that way until you know more about it. Yes, See, I'm not all that off in my ignorance of the situation. Dr. Berg was in his own little world. Huh. These two are the best two shunters in the world. He pointed against the glass and smirked. Slowly, he turned on his heel to look at the other two. Is it just me? Or does everything about this suddenly make sense? Doctor, I'm sorry. Know, I'm still okay. reeling from. It's just you, Doctor Berg. What in the world? <laughs> Doctor Carson rolled his eyes, waving off Doctor Berg. <laughs> Don't mind him. He has issues. Too much time in the lab all by himself. Carson grinned, looking out the tops of his eyes. Adam, wait. What does that what? mean? Wait, wait. <laughs> looking the out the tops of his eyes. At does she mean glasses? I don't know. The tops of your eyes is not where... It's either... The top of your eyes? What in the world? What what I'm envisioning is that Dr. Carson is like... He's... His whole face is facing the ground. And he's... (laughs) He's going out of his way to look and lift his eyes and point... You know, point his eyeballs, directing his eyeballs at... (laughs) Hadberg, but his face is parallel to the ground, so he's like doing a creepy, like Peter Laurie kind of weird eyeball face. Doctor Carson's been planking this whole time, just for working on his core, while these other guys are hanging out, doing normal shit. No big. That's no. not weird. No, it's that's not fine. Weird. Okay, that's the only way that makes sense. Okay. Thank you for elucidating. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I thought about this a lot. Oh yeah, you thank thank you for setting this up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dr. Berg looked back out the glass, chuckling to himself. I wonder if they ever used the event as an excuse. (sighs) So then, anyways, how did she come to end up on Sodor? Fate! I don't know. Sir Topham shifted. He could feel where this was headed. The boat accidentally stopped at the docks a week before the show, and when it left, she had missed it somehow. His nervousness overly nonchalant as he avoided their eyes. Dr. Berg turned and eyed him over his glasses, a small grin etching its way across his face. He took another sip of coffee. She had missed it, you say? A whole week out? And of course... Dr. Berg ran his pen against his chin. I imagine he's like drawing a goatee. Yeah. Especially with a paint job like that... He tapped his pen on the glass toward Ashima. Oh yeah, I forget he's like super into sexually attracted to Ashima. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want said guest engine to be out in the elements overnight, would you? Dr. Carson's eyebrows rose as he made the connection. His jaw dropped. He gasped, feigning shock. <gasps> no! 
seeing as Thomas conveniently has no tender. Just out of curiosity, where did you let her stay? Dr. Berg finished slowly, unable to hide his amusement. Sir Topham sighed and rolled his eyes, looking between the two doctors who were eagerly awaiting his response. He put his hands on his hips, trying desperately to bite back the sheepish grin threatening to overtake his face. I really shouldn't, but for some reason I feel stupid. What was that? Dr. Carson cupped his hand to his ear, as if to hear him better. You just have to hear it, don't you? Well, gentlemen, you said it yourself. Seeing as Thomas conveniently has no tender, I asked him to share a shed with her. He finished slowly, shaking his head as the grin won the battle for his face. The two doctors exchanged a glance and then snickered. Well, Sir Topham, there is one thing I am quite certain of, and that is my son would love it if I adopted your approach. <laughs> his hands flew up in the air. How should I have known? I've been around engines all my life, and I've never seen this before. Uh, I didn't even know they were like that. Dr. Berg replied softly, as though if he spoke any louder of it, the magic would disappear. They're not normally until now. It has only been a theory penned by Dr. Carson and I. They are a one-of-a-kind case with a very precious gift entrusted to them. <laughs> Sir Topham, <laughs> nothing you did caused this. That I can guarantee. It would have happened no matter what. I mean, I can't deny that sharing a shed right away may have helped it along a bit. Dr. Carson winked. Sir Topham rolled his eyes and grinned. But this is their destiny, and they are living it out. They would have found each other no matter what. They were made to complete each other. I wonder why he didn't tell me... Come to think of it, he has been acting rather strange about things and quite preoccupied as of late. Well, with all due respect, sir, you didn't take it very well. I mean, you were speaking with two professionals and you still fought the idea. What if he, who wouldn't be able to explain anything about it or make any sense of it whatsoever, would have just hit you with it? He probably knows you wouldn't approve. Topham bustled. Well, it's not that I wouldn't approve. I would never den deny that. <laughs> you can say love, sir. It isn't a dirty four-letter word. And if that is the way you truly feel, then he needs to know. Before his surgery, he might die, remember? <laughs> Don't tell him, then. I know, right? Wait till after he doesn't die. Exactly. That's when they tell him. His eyebrows knitted in concern. Sir Topham clenched his jaw. Well, he can't die, especially now. I mean, he's important to her, too. His voice trailing off as he looked between them. There was something almost magical about the whole thing. He is a first for many things, including the surgery we are going to attempt on him. It is an extremely complicated procedure. A grave injury such as this is usually that. Grave. <laughs> They die. She is like a poet. Mm-hmm. He looked out towards their patient. But I expect this one has a bit more to live for this time. Sir Topham blinked hard, rubbing his temples as he tried to process the severity of the situation. In the course of a conversation, everything had changed. It wasn't just about him losing Thomas anymore. 
Thomas was number one to something far greater than the Northwestern Railway now. He sighed hard. If he makes it, are you going to study then? No, of course not. This is a very unique situation where we could undeniably learn a lot about how this species is capable of working. This intrigues us, yet it needs to be approached very delicately. They are not some science experiment. They are living beings with all the same feelings and emotions that you and I have. Truth be told, they probably wouldn't appreciate us analyzing it as much as we're doing. Nor does the audience. They deserve their privacy, just as any couple does. Couple? The word echoed in Sir Topham's mind. Then, there really was only one thing to do. Straightening his hat, he attempted to regain his normally professional demeanor. Well, it seems as though I'll have some important phone calls to make then. I'll do my best to sort this out. If you'll excuse me, gentlemen, or take my leave, but please ring me before you put them under. I'll be staying at the inn just down the street. I want to be here when the surgery commences. Will do! And, uh, sir, thank you. Nah, thank you. You're gonna bring him back from the dead. Their life together hasn't even begun yet. He tipped his head at the two doctors as he stiffly turned and walked out. They looked at each other, and then out through the glass. Surprisingly, we've gotten him to this point, but the stakes couldn't be any higher than they are now. (laughs) We have two lives hanging in the balance right now. They gazed quietly for a moment. As the two tucked up close to each other, fast asleep on... Oh, I thought it was talking about Berg and Carson. (laughs) (laughs) As the two trains tucked up. Oh, okay. Whoa. They gazed quietly for a moment as the two tucked up close to each other, fast asleep on the track. I know that, Ernest. They're so perfect together. If we lose him, we lose them both. And it would destroy her. There was a pause. Then success is our only choice, Jeffrey. We have no other option. End of chapter seven. Finally. Did you change that to Jeffrey? Yeah, it was like Bill and Matt. No, gross. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I I was uh, offended and appalled by the original <laughs> having those names. Yeah. Well, that was... Oh, w- chapter six was brilliant. Thomas, like, was just <laughs> horny and weirdly woke. And then this one is more just drama in the office, even though all the characters are there. And all we learn is that the tank engines have no digestive tract. Right? It's so fucking creepy now. Because how do they... Ugh, it this whole Destiny sense. thing, it must be someone's worldview that's so different from mine that I can't even like comprehend what they mean. Is that what's <laughs> happening? Or is it I supposed so. to be a mystery? Isn't it, it like, well, they love each other, so it's good that they met. You know? I, I mean, it must be. I have no idea. It's so confusing. It's real confusing. Just we... <sighs> oh, I think I'm like, oh, good. It's great again. Oh, wow. It's bad again. <laughs> <laughs> it does... It um, it has a very pendulous quality about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a train engine. Yes. 
just like the arms that are touching the train's wheels, <laughs> it goes back, you know, back and forth. Yeah. So it's like for every good sentence, there's three bad ones. Yeah. And it goes back to good and then three bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's yeah. just nice to hear Berg say hot to trot. But Yes, he gets real sexy with it. And yeah. I feel like that's un inappropriate yeah it's weirdly like sudden when the whole first like six chapters had like a clear decisive non addressing the issue at hand they're like pretending sex is fake the whole time now he's talking about sex because they're saying like i was filled with the emotion now they're like the dicks will be in the vaginas (laughs) it's so weird and strange it's a weird turn like, they don't have a digestive system. They don't have genitalia. But the dicks are going to be in the vaginas. They're going to be right there all it's coming so in up there. in it. Oh, so much so, semen. It's so crazy. Much. Yeah. It's crazy. It and is the, crazy. They are so, um, like, they were imagining it and getting real yeah, with it. Yeah, and they're it also. super weird. They're supposed to be these, like, the most top researchers, and they have no idea what's happening. Oh, yeah. It's, they don't even know where the heart is. It's a paradox. <laughs> there, there might not even be a heart. Probably. So, okay, how is it that they didn't know where the heart is, but then stuck a big needle in it? They just guessed, I think. That That's seems probably why he's dying. Unlikely. Because <laughs> they missed yeah. by like six feet. <laughs> yeah, just... Oh. Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Cricket, for reading writing, for writing that out for us. Oh, thank you for doing that beautiful reading of my favorite... Um, movie radio play I don't yeah know. i don't know it's not a book anymore i really liked his a is to b as b is to c therefore you don't oh. have to have sex just to have child yeah. what, what kind of revelation that? is that i don't know i feel like she was trying to be real profound there and like, yeah i did not understand it's like what if you equation. like to have sex because it's the most pleasurable human activity instead mm. of making babies yeah so like that that made no sense no sorry and, listeners <laughs> i Yet mean again, the whole thing rarely makes sense anyway this is like an apology podcast and not an oh. apologist podcast no different yeah different i agree and i'm confused at the same time well thank <sighs> you listeners and uh we're sorry yeah we're sorry and Are you're we? welcome you're I welcome mean, at this point, we're we're about a third into it. That's it. I think. Ooh. So get ready. Get the ready. podcast. Maybe we should make a separate podcast with just the train. Can sets. we? Yeah. Can we delete all these from our we, podcast? We could, it's very easy to do. Good, because I feel like no one wants to hear this. No. <laughs> but also, me it, least it, of all. Forever now, Edge of Destiny, Prince, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> All these are a separate issue yeah. that we have just now begun to understand fully. And I feel like uh, subscribe to our other podcast about train sex. We're, t- we're taking that off the list. <laughs> uh, we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. It's real bad. Everything's great. Nothing is wrong. Kind of. Yeah. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Aye, 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 aye. 
They say the end is coming soon. Listen up on Audio Boom. Send your last words to the dot com. Everything's great. Nothing is wrong. For all of you who listen to Everything's Great, Nothing is Wrong, and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. That's right, Podcast Republic. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app and I love it. I can search for all the podcasts I want to listen to and select into my favorite zone and then just have them all click away because they're my favorites. Make sure you set everything's great, nothing is wrong as a favorite podcast so you don't miss any new episodes from the future or the past from us. Jeff and Cricket on Everything's Great, Nothing is Wrong, available to you Android users in the Podcast Republic app.